This podcast is created for farmers and powered by Pioneer Agronomy to bring you agronomic insights and proven solutions to fuel forward-thinking farming. Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is November 4th, 2020, um, episode number 47, Josh. Um, harvest is actually, we're nearing the end of, you know, corn and bean harvest across the board. So uh, just moved into the month of November, but still really nice calendar wise. And I think the real beauty of us kind of finishing up some of our, our harvest this time of the year is just so that we can hopefully capture some of these, some of the nicer days we we have left for some of the tillage work. And I know some have been after it already and and gotten some nice work done that way. So I think that's that's good to see. But um, any just general comments from your area, more extreme southeast? Um, no, I mean, just a, a great week of weather here. Um, we kind of had this little mini blast of winter uh, in October, which was a little unexpected. Um, but yeah, just a, a great week and, and kind of looking at, you know, the nice weather that we've been encountering here the, the first half of the week. It looks like we'll continue maybe through Sunday or so. And I think um, I think everyone's kind of motivated to really push through this good weather and um, you know, corn's getting pretty dry and probably actually going to drop moisture a little bit this week again, which a lot of times you get to November, that doesn't happen very often, but we kind of got um, a really nice stretch here, which I think will dry down. And I guess the only big watch out alley, um, you know, corn is getting pretty dry. We had quite a bit of wind over the weekend. Um, you know, probably starting to see the stalks really start to go on some of this. I know we talked about stocks uh, the previous few weeks, but um, you know, maybe really, you know, kind of having a, an idea of a harvest plan between here and getting finished out over the next uh, week to 10 days will probably be important uh, as, as some of the stocks are maybe starting to show some of that weakness from just, uh, you know, the corn getting very mature and very dry and uncommon to see that unfolds like this. Yeah, kind of it, like you said, now's the time where maybe you're shifting around your harvest order just a little bit. It was hard to really clearly define that harvest order a little earlier on just being as dry as we were. We didn't see maybe as much stock degradation as early as we might have in the past, but regardless, just keep an eye on that and let us know how we can help from that arena. But I was just going to give a quick overview, Josh, I'm kind of corn data from the area. Um, We're getting really close to wrapping up all of our product knowledge plots, uh, getting those harvested across the area. Across the board, we're currently sitting at a 242 uh, bushel breaker average across our corn set. Um, I believe that's, you're going to have to check me on the number of locations there. I think we're in the ballpark of high 40s right now. Uh, we got a, a, just a couple to get out yet. I, I don't have the final count. And I know uh, our, our agronomy team is working on getting that finalized. I think we'll have that wrapped up here at the end of the day, which is, is pretty awesome. But um, yeah, we're still trending above that that overall set average record. I'm not sure if we'll break it for sure. Um, I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of know maybe here tomorrow morning if we, we break that record and on the bean side of it, we did really well. You know, Allie, it, um, we kind of had an exciting year. A lot of, um, you know, in our trials, especially for Pioneer, we, we launched uh, um, quite a few new products uh, across Southeast Minnesota. We also kind of had our, you know, really our, our biggest commercial volume launch of Chrome. And, um, you know, I think as we kind of get through the data here and start looking at it, um, you know, Allie, I think um, Chrome and some of the new hybrids is probably, um, you know, maybe been as exciting as anything we've dealt with here in uh, the, the last, you know, maybe five, 10 years here for Pioneer. Yeah. And I think before we maybe dig into, like you said, I mean, newer products slash Chrome being new for us, you know, very exciting things across the board, but I think some are still, you know, just trying to get their head wrapped around what is Chrome. Um, So I think just quickly maybe walking through that, if that's all right. So Chrome products, they are 
a molecular stack. So you have your same utilities as what you'd experience in our AMXT version. So both fully traded options for your corn on corn acres. Um, but the way that we're, you know, inserting these um, this into our plant is a much more efficient way. So you just look back to, you know, in the past, maybe a lesser traded version held a little bit more yield. And when we converted those over to a fully traded option, they may be left a little something to be desired, whether that be agronomically or on the yield side of things. Um, but with Chrome, you know, the way that we're able to convert our, our products into that fully traded option, it's just a very efficient manner. It allows us to utilize more of our germplasm pool, which allows us to bring you, you know, more newer products um, in a more efficient and, and consistent manner. Anything else you'd you'd add there? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great summary. And and I think if I if I really look at it, um, you know, at an oversimplified way, it just has really maybe unlocked a yield barrier that we've been stuck with on corn on corn, um, just from a standpoint of, you know, maybe not seeing a lot of new fully traded products come to market in recent years. Um, and, and really not having some of that, you know, I don't know if it's the right term yield drag, or maybe just some of those preferred genetics that in that trade platform where we got above ground and below ground protection. Um, but when you do look at some of the, the chrome performance across the area, the part that excites me is, you know, these new products agronomically are very well suited for corn on corn. And on the flip side, we're also getting just, just really strong yield performance when you pair it with, with those background genetics paired with Chrome. It just seems like we've been able to take the corn on corn acre really uh, to the to the next level, which, you know, in previous years, we've maybe seen guys really favoring for, towards the doubles where they're corn on beans and, and, and maybe think there's a little bit more yield there, um, where Chrome has really just allowed um, our corn on corn producers access to a lot of new hybrids, great new technology with Chrome. And and uh, the performance. I think when we get all done and, and publish our agronomy summary book, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about in the second segment, uh, I think the performance will, will speak for itself. Yeah, and like you said, this will be included in our agronomy summary book, and we do plan to, to hit on that a little bit more in segment two, but specifically, I think it's nice to just hone in on. We did have um, three locations, two of which had heavy rootworm feeding um, and some other agronomic, you know, things out of our control come through this season and just really impressed with the way these products um, handled themselves across some of those tougher environments. So I think it'll be nice for, for everyone to experience across those acres if they haven't already. Back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about what's to come. Welcome back listeners. Uh, Allie, we talked uh, just before we went into break there, we're going to talk about um, our agronomy summary book. I'm trying to think what edition this is going to be. I think it's going to be it's a good question. I got a I got a copy here, an old copy, and that kind of shows me how many we've had. But I think we've put one of these out every year since 2014, and this should be, yeah, this will be the seventh edition uh, of the Southeast Minnesota uh, Agronomy Summary Book. Um, just a little background about the book. This isn't something that that comes at the mass. It's uh, it's just basically a an agronomy summary book focused at basically our listing area here, just for the extreme southeast corner of Minnesota. And uh, every year we look forward to it. And uh, Allie, we, you, you and me and the agronomy team are working on it. Uh, why don't you maybe give us a few insights of some exciting things that you're seeing in there as we put it together? Yeah, I'd say for starters, I like the fact, like you said, really important to recognize that this is a local book to Southeast Minnesota. So as we're putting this together, we're making sure that this is information um, that's actually relevant to you, the customer. Um, but then too, you talk about this book dating back to 2014. So it's really nice just to be able to bring in a historical perspective in terms of where are we sitting on the corner or bean side of things and just to see how technology has really driven us um, to, you know, that another level of yield. And I think another thing you'll just experience throughout the book, whether it's on the corn side um, or the soybean side of things, you can see how these products perform 
um, from year to year. And then also, you know, specifically on the soybean side of things, which we can dig into this when we get there. I like that we can take that historical perspective and use it in terms of yield by planting date or just some, some of these other factors. You know, it's really a pretty impressive data brick when you think of it dating back um, all these past years. And it's just nice to be able to bring this in a nice, concise book um, to customers. But I think the first page, probably at the beginning of the book, um, Josh would just be, I think overall, we do walk everyone through the historics. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite favorites. Where do you go to? Yeah. I, that seems like such a simple page, but it's always one of my, my favorite things. And, um, you know, when you look at the last couple of years, you know, since we started that book, yields had climbed like the first three, four years. And you, you kind of anticipate we, we stay on that trajectory, but you know, after 16 and 17, actually corn and soybean yields actually trended down a little bit. Um, and likely just, a just a, a result of weather challenges, you know, delayed planning and, and really challenging harvesting conditions. And, and now this year where we planted on time, we're getting a little better harvest conditions. You know, the book, the, that trend doesn't reflect every single operation. There's always microclimates and, and, and things out there and management's different um, across the board, um, but it will be nice. We're going to see a big jump on the bean trend line. And I think corn's going to re rebound nicely, be, be close to maybe a record high, but you know, you pair better weather conditions and, um, you know, some genetic gain along the way. And uh, it'll be fun to see where that lands and uh, to see how the performance shakes out. Um, you know, Allie, we, we always spend um, kind of the, the front part of the book really focused on the agronomy side of things in Southeast Minnesota. Let me talk data. Anything on the agronomy side, and uh, you know, a piece or two in there that, that uh, you'd like to highlight here as uh, kind of preview it for our, our growers? Yeah, I think on the agronomy side, I would just highlight we have, you know, four individual pages in there that would be specifically focused on um, common corn diseases that we see across our area. And so two of those being gray leaf spot and northern corn leaf blight, obviously a little bit um, more known about how we can manage through those different diseases when they come into the profile. Um, but a newer one that we really did, and I know we've talked a lot about this um, experience later in the growing season this year would be tar spot. So um, just some of the visuals of how far that has started to creep um, into our corner of southeast Minnesota. And then also just talking through um, when tar spot is here, we know it's going to be here to stay. So what are some of those factors um, that we can manage through um, to make sure we can set ourselves up for as much success as possible. So a lot of really great information that way. And for tar spot still being in that relatively new disease camp, I like that we can just talk through the options available. And um, I think it's a really nice piece. Yeah, yeah, the um, the disease thing is a great, great set of uh, data there. And it was really fun participating in those data trials and data collection all season long. And the second half of the book, Allie, um, we, we get into more of our replicated trials. Again, these are all um, corn and soybean trials replicated in Southeast Minnesota. Um, I'm going to make a bold statement and say it's probably by far the, the best run replicated data set uh, in Southeast Minnesota. Um, I think by a long shot, uh, something we, we've done for many years and it has really caught a, a lot of traction of really being a, a well-run data set. Um, you know, we talked a little bit in the first part of the show, you know, there's going to be a lot of similarities to that data set. You know, we have a lot of replicated locations this year. I think we're going to be probably in the low 60s on corn uh, that, that get entered. Um, I think bean wise would have in the 40s, upper 40s between the, the enlist and extend, and extend set. Um, you know, a lot of enlist, you know, buzz around the country and a lot to talk about that. But uh, I think just looking at the data and I think when we start pairing some of these historical data things in this, that'll be kind of a new flavor to that data set of looking at not just one year, but looking at multiple years of data. And um, we also talked about Chrome a little bit. It was interesting looking through the book. I think if we go back to two uh, two years ago, Allie, I don't think any corn products that we have in now were in there 
you know, two or three years ago, which is pretty crazy how much we, we flipped the lineup and a lot of new products and technology um, along the way. So certainly a lot of exciting things. We'll be wrapping up this book. It'll be at the printer, um, I think, before the end of the week. And Allie, if uh, we have some growers that maybe hasn't had a copy of this, what should they do to get their hands on one? Feel free to reach out to your local Pioneer sales rep. They can get you a copy. Um, if they can't connect you, reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Allie G. Wise. You're at Josh Shofter, and we're happy to, to get them a copy. Awesome. Yeah, be sure you get one. We'll have a lot of copies, and um, I think everybody should have one. It's a great set of information. With that, we'll wrap up. And uh, next week, be sure to join in, and uh, hopefully we have the final book ready. Maybe we'll give you some more insights as uh, we get there, and hopefully we're talking about a wrap on harvest. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner. Submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m. Thank you for listening to this episode from the Pioneer Agronomy team. Be sure to visit pioneer.com backslash podcasts to access additional episodes and learn more about our extensive on-farm data and innovative digital tools that are fueling forward-thinking farming.